0: A new report from two Treasury economists uh, lays bare the true cost of the financial penalty that women suffer for becoming a mother. The report found that Australian mothers earn only 55% of their pre-birth income for the first five years of their baby's life, barely changing for the first decade of their child's life. Now, this is largely driven by fewer hours worked, though the report notes even for women who continue working full time, there's a 5% pay drop. Also, Australian women pay a larger motherhood penalty than women in other developed countries, which is estimated to be 25% in Denmark, 36% in the UK, 34% in the US and 40% in Sweden. And we pay more. Well, joining me to discuss this data and other another new report out this week by KPMG on the pay gap is Danielle Wood. She's the CEO of the Grattan Institute. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Geraldine, and welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So walk us through this, please. Data from the long-running HILDA survey reveals that women earn only 55%, this quite surprising figure, I think, of their pre-birth income for the first five years of their baby's life. Tell us what's behind that, please.
1: Yes, what's behind that? And This is a really exciting new piece of research. So we've known for a long time there is a motherhood penalty, but it's, it's sort of uh, very powerful, I think, to see it quantified in this way. Um, so essentially what happens is if we look at um, earnings for women and men before the baby, they sort of tend to track along at about the same level. After a child is born, what we see is a huge dip downwards for, for women and mothers. They, they tend to leave the workforce for a period at that point. Uh, but it stays low and it stays low, you know, as you said, for five years, but even 10 years after the child is born. Um, so that's partly about the fact that, that some mothers will leave the workforce and not return. Uh, more commonly, it's um, some will go back, but they'll go back at part-time hours. Mm. Uh, and you also pointed to that wage effect as well. They're actually on a lower wage trajectory when they do go back compared to what they would have been if they didn't have a child. So it sums up to actually a very sizable penalty over the course of a mother's life.
0: Yes, it's because the ABS data shows that women's full-time work peaks in the late 20s and that it never returns to those heights, which I honestly found staggering. And this is data that includes, I might add, millennials who are now hitting 40 years old. So we might have more women in the workforce. uh, We simply don't have increasing numbers in full-time work. And I presume that's where the real money is, the real career progression, the super. Is that right?
1: That's right. So, I mean, and we should, it's worth pointing out you made those international comparisons. Um, You know, we do have really high part time rates of of work for women by international standards. So, in different countries, these patterns look really different. And, you know, the economist Claudia Goldwyn has talked about this phenomenon of greedy jobs. Um, So, these are jobs that are very high paid, high status. Um, You can think a lot of professional jobs, uh, but they do require a lot of hours and essentially. Um, women who are going back part-time are locked out of those greedy jobs. And and that kind of explains, I think, a lot of those differences in the wage trajectories that we see.
0: Mm. Interestingly, the report also showed that women who stayed in full-time employment, so even those who did stay, but obviously you're putting a couple of caveats around that, they still lost about 5% of their income. And all women reported lower levels of satisfaction at work.
1: That's right. So I think the the sort of the wage effect is that if you are going back, even if you're going back full time, um, you might choose greater flexibility in your role. So again, those greedy jobs, the Mm well-paid ones uh, might not be the ones that you're more likely to go back to. Uh, And you know I think that satisfaction point is really important uh, because a lot of people will say, well, isn't this just preferences within the family? Um, What they find is you know men's hours and incomes continue on the same trajectory they're feeling pretty satisfied with their work life after having children. Uh, women report feeling increasingly unsatisfied so this this looks like it's not really working for women at the moment.
0: Mm. Uh, The report also showed um, that that motherhood penalty was higher here than in similar countries. Now, what are you gleaning from that, if you can just tease that out a little bit more? Are there policies, although there are some surprises, like places like Germany, actually, you know, are are sort of really quite struggling too. Um, What policies or economic settings, from your judgment, encourage women to work more?
1: Well, we know that these different countries have quite different settings to us in a number of cases. Um, So, we do not invest at the moment um, a lot in Australia in um, early childhood education and care Uh, and and certainly work that we've done at the Grattan Institute shows that those very high out-of-pocket costs that families face when they put their children in care to go back to work can be a really big Barrier to women's workforce participation, particularly going beyond three days a week for, for a lot of families, it just becomes unaffordable. And and the woman will say, Look, I'm effectively, you know, working for almost nothing, or sometimes for free, if I take on any extra hours. Um, so that is a big contributor. Um, the other area of policy that I think gets less attention but is is really important in this story is is paid parental leave. Um, so again, we're really um, ungenerous by international standards. Uh, the trend around the world has been you know, much more generous parental leave, but also a component, use it or lose it, set aside for dads and partners. Uh, we don't have that here in Australia. And what we see in countries that have adopted that is men getting more involved in the care of children uh, in the first year of the child's life, but that tends to set up habits across the child's life. Uh, And that actually means you get more even patterns of workforce participation. Women are freed up to participate more in the workforce because dads or partners are helping out more with care. Uh, And there's also all sorts of other benefits for for relationship satisfaction, child development. So I think, you know, those are the two areas where we, you know, our policies tend to lag behind. And I think that is then reflected in this headline data.
0: Presumably the Scandinavian countries are leading the way there, are they? Uh,
1: They are, they are, but, um, you know, Quite frankly, you know, a lot of other European countries are now. Um, following suit. Um, Canada is is doing really well in this space. So, you know, this is the way I think that in a lot of these um, industrialised countries, the, the policy settings are going because people are recognising that the benefits of encouraging more highly educated women um, mm. to, to participate in the workforce if they would like to.
0: There is some hope that the ALP's childcare policy might encourage more women to work more hours. Do you think it'll make a material difference? There's a bit of debate around that at the moment, or is it just tinkering around the edges
1: uh, look, certainly our um, analysis suggests that it will have a, a workplace dividend. It will encourage women um, to work more and, and, and we find um, sort of a $2 increase in, in GDP for every $1 that's invested in childcare because of that workplace participation effect. Um, there, You know, there's arguments about the size of, of that effect and, um, you know, really the kind of the big jump is to move to kind of universal low-cost care. Uh, But certainly, we think it will make a difference. And the ALP has signalled that in the longer term, they they would like to move to a more universal early childhood um, and care system. Mm.
0: Look, another new report out this week, a joint report by KPMG, the Diversity Council of Australia and the Workplace Gender Equality Agency. It found the national gender pay gap, remains stubbornly unchanged. And I noticed the KPMG chair, Alison Kitchen, said this headline surprise to me was that we are not going forwards. And this is despite some very serious work. She also noted the other really surprising and disappointing thing to me is that discrimination remains the biggest factor because I do feel a lot of businesses uh, um, know this is not acceptable and are trying hard. So um, there was a little bit of a
1: creed occur there. Uh, Daniel, why, why can't we shift this? Look, it's, it's difficult to know. And I think it's worth noting, you know, it had been coming down uh, and then it sort of um, remained unchanged for the past few years. Of course, we've had COVID in there, which is a big, mm. uh, a big shock. So we need to be careful that, um, you know, we don't get too pessimistic. It may be that that's just been um, a factor of the time. Um, but Certainly that finding that you pointed to, um, you know, that that there's this big unexplained component of the gap that they're attributing to discrimination, I think is is concerning. Uh, I think, you know, there is a real difference in effort going on uh, across firms in the economy. Uh, We know that where firms, you know, really... Um, take this on board they might do things like a a pay gap audit so actually looking at people in comparable roles uh, and and checking whether there's a pay difference uh, and fixing it if they are finding systematic gender bias we know that that can make a difference what about Um, say
0: radical tax breaks or incentives you know real positive sort of what you know positive incentive Would might that work has it worked elsewhere
1: um, so you know, really on the kind of government side, um, you know, the, I think the the big things is kind of um, reducing that motherhood penalty and the workforce participation effects mm-hmm. through throughs like more affordable childcare. Um, we can look at the way the tax system interacts with that to to make a difference. Um, I certainly haven't heard of anyone sort of providing um, business-level incentives for gender balance more. Um, typically, we've relied more on things like transparency, so things like requiring businesses to provide data on Um, you know, women at different levels in the firm and and, and average pay rates and things to that effect to try and sort of um, gradually nudge them to to, to look at trying to create better equality. And look, I
0: haven't warned you about this, but just your judgment on the broader world Australian women will be entering. um, You know, we've got this very low, wonderfully low um, unemployment rate. And yet some commentators say that means the economy is running too fast and that we've got to pull it back. What's your instinct as a good economist?
1: Uh, look, I think we should celebrate low unemployment. You know, it does mean that there's hundreds of thousands of people that didn't have a job in the world before COVID that are now in the workplace. And often those are the most um, marginalised and disadvantaged people. They're now getting a shot at work. Um, that is fantastic. Um, but, you know, there there is a point where unemployment is, you know, below what economists called full employment. Um, and then that does create sort of inflationary pressures in the economy. So we, we probably are, um, you know, Getting close to that right now, um, there very there very clearly is broader inflationary pressures. So we do okay. need to cool it, but I, okay. I certainly wouldn't want that to be at at expense of um, you know keeping unemployment you know with a three in front because that's a really great achievement. It
0: certainly is. What an awful sort of um, dilemma, uh, Daniel Wood. Thank you very much indeed.
1: Thank you so much, Geraldine.
0: Daniel Wood, CEO of the Grattan Institute, and full disclosure, I-, I sit as a board member of the Grattan. Well, up next, tackling transitions.